0: everyone, this is the Pedal Podcast and I've got my mate Pablo with me and this will be a special episode because this time we're going to talk about the off-season. I could catch Pablo for half an hour, so (laughs) we're going to be fairly quick, but I really, really appreciate Pablo, you joining me again and it's a great privilege and um, yeah, welcome. How are you doing?
1: Venice, thank you for inviting me one more time. Sorry because it's... A little bit crazy to find the space, to find the time. Uh, we need to tell the people that we are going to talk about the off-season, but the season have already started yeah. because yeah. players are playing in Riyadh. Uh, I'm traveling on Sunday to Doha, to Qatar, because the next tournament is the next week. So, wow, this yeah.
0: 2024
1: season is going to be amazing, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, to be fair, um,
0: I did a bit of a weird thing yesterday. I did a commentating uh, on um, on the Galan uh, Lebron johnsons Sanz uh, Coquenieto match uh, in Hungarian uh, on, really? on, on, for the, for the Hungarian viewers on uh, YouTube. So it, it was it was fun, it was obviously different. Um, my my really good friend uh, Tommy Urban, who's uh, doing the pedal in Hungary group, and and he's doing everything he can. He he just asked me if we want to do it together, and I was like, oh hell yeah! So so we did a bit of commentating, and and it was it was really good fun um and yeah it's gonna be an amazing season so many so many sponsor changes i want to ask you all about it uh i want to ask you how gemma triai just decided after before the the first masters of the season why did she want to leave Martito ortega or the other way around i don't really know but i guess it would be gemma who, who yeah. actually decided that way um let's start with what you've been up to uh how was your off season because i know that you've been 24 7 ever since but we spoke you've been in indonesia and you've been you've been playing a lot of paddle doing a lot of content how you've been
1: well i've been really nice besides that i fall down from the motorbike in indonesia uh fortunately it was almost nothing and it was four days before i left indonesia so i had already 15 days enjoying the country, Bali, Lombok, Gili Islands, trying to disconnect a little bit and recharge some batteries, uh, some batteries uh, to be ready for the season. Uh, paddle there is growing a lot, man. So I don't know if you've been there in Indonesia, but obviously in Bali, as there are so many people, so many international people, uh, Paddle is something crazy. Uh, if you want to play there, you need to pay more than in Spain. That is something crazy, but obviously it's not for the target of the of the clubs. Are not the Indonesians itself, are the expats. So I mean, makes sense. And then I, I came to Madrid again and start making some content with the players we have signed with some uh, partnerships. Uh, for example, one specialist, entity data that I've been in a meeting just before this call um, and we've been with Tejo, with Stupa, with Bella uh, two weeks ago, it was something crazy. I got to tell you that Vela has invited us to his birthday, that he's going to have it in Argentina because his birthday is in May and it's going to be just one week before the Argentina Premier Padel Tournament. Okay. So he's going to be in Peguajo in his local town. And I don't know if we are going to make it, Or not, but my willingness to do it, obviously, because if the king of paddle invites you to his birthday, I mean, it's something crazy.
0: Yeah, and going well. And and I mean, you know, Bella is the goat. Um, He he's now struggling a lot with his injuries, and and unfortunately, this is his last season. Uh, I mean, Juan Martin Diaz went out with a blast as well. And then he changed to bull paddle, which is also quite funny. And we can yeah. talk about that, but Bella now he's playing with Lucha Capra. Who's uh, who's also changed to, um, to Wilson and he's playing with the Bella pro. So that, that is, that is an, and also an interesting one. So let's, let's get into that one because I think it's, it's a fairly interesting topic for, for, you know, our listeners, because you have a lot more listeners than I do. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to, to just make some some space uh, um, in the in the British uh, um, listener base, but but to be fair, I think it's it's fairly interesting that Varlion and uh, Starvai are just falling apart. What happened?
1: Well, I talk with Starvai and the reason behind that is, I mean, it comes from the top managers of the brand that sees the results, sees the financial statements and everything, and see that with those players, they don't make money. I mean, if you have Juan Lebron, Ale Galán, Paquito Navarro, probably you are going to make money with him. But with Garrido, Bea, Coqui, they are going to cost you more money than you are going to invest. So at the end, their strategy, pivot for, to, to focus on the on the factory, to focus on the amateur players, to focus on some tournaments in Spain, and they need to say goodbye to Garrido, to Bea. Koki is still in Starbuy, but the um, the goal of Starbuy is to not renew the contracts. So Koki, I think he has one more year, so probably at the end of the season, he will say goodbye to Starbuy and look for a new, a new brand. And Barlon is the same. Okay. The they, they have also their factory in Spain, as the same as Star Vice. so their cost to produce a racket are way higher than Bull Paddle or any other brand that produces in China or in Pakistan. There are the main factories over there. So at the end, if your cost is around 60 euros and your Bull Paddle produces a racket for 30, there's a lot
0: of difference. Yeah, so and then you have a lot more money for marketing for sponsorships and whatnot yeah. and and to be fair like um i think the last year at least varley records rackets declined as well in terms of quality i agree which is a shame because they they came up with a really really nice idea and i know that you love your rackets and i know that you test a lot of records and and you haven't mentioned starvi or or varlion in any of those and and you know I I am a really micro brand lover so I I love to play with a racket which is which is smaller, which is maybe not like you know that mainstream and I saying that when I'm playing Babble in tennis by the way but but anyway I, I I love my Prince rackets um and it's great to see that you know all these smaller brands are are making waves and and you know there's there's a lot of pop-up brands um for example um Hero Star is, is a brand which is not really talked about a lot and they make amazing rackets and they are focusing on A1 pedal, which is quite an interesting concept as well, because they're not focusing on premier pedal. They're focusing on, uh, you know, like sort of uh, uh, the streets will never forget his name, Toledo Aguirre, who's, yeah. who's literally the best, like the skill set. What he has is absolutely unreal, isn't it? Like he can do everything. And I asked the question of my good mate Gonzalo, uh, who was on the podcast as well. Shout out to him, and and uh, he said that look, he's gonna get crushed in Premier pedal. He wouldn't even win games, pretty much, let alone matches. I don't know. I mean, you know, you see that guy, and he is so talented. Yes, but it's up to him, um, which whichever he wants to decide. I don't think he has the work ethic of
1: of uh, LeBron. <laughs> No, no, no way. No way. But people probably don't know that Batolito used to be a superstar in Argentina and he used to compete against Tapia, eh, Lucho, Agustin Gutierrez, some of the top players right now because, I mean, he's Argentinian. He used to be world champion, world eh, Argentina champion and so on. But at some point, he decided to go from a different, like, to a different way, with a different workout sessions, with a different mindset, and um, I mean, you just need to h- see him. I mean, he has he has not the, the best fit, the best physical conditions, but I don't know if you saw, but Ultimate Paddle Tour, you know it, right? The new tour in Spain, blah blah blah. They made a a, a tournament in A Coruña, in the north of Spain. And Tolito reached the quarterfinals, I think, and he beat uh, Baraona García, if I'm not mistaken, and some other couples that in Premier Padel can get into the round of 16, probably in some tournaments round of quarterfinals. So Tolito, in my opinion, he can be in Premier Padel round of 16, round of 32, something like that, without any problem. I yeah. Mean, and
0: and I and I think he's um he's such a fun character that that pedal would need a few of these characters because in tennis you've got the bublicks, you've got the Kyrgioses, you you've got these players who who are so flamboyant and they're fun to watch. And Tolito yeah. is exactly that sort of character that you look at him with his tattoos, with his weird shoes, with his hero star. He's the alien. That's his that's his nickname. And for a good reason, because on what he can do he, with like the Dormilonia. And, and and all those. It's just absolutely unreal. So I if I don't think Tolito will listen to this, but you know, <laughs> I hope he will. And if you listen to this, Tolito, please do
1: join the premier paddle because it would be so much fun to see you there. But I think Dennis, he cannot do it because he has signed a contract with a One and that's a, that's a pity. Honestly. yeah, yeah I yeah. would love to see Tolito in a premier paddle tournament against Lebron and Galan and see what happens. Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, to be fair, back to the, the last thought about him, uh, Tapia and Toledo, um were playing together, I think, in in Spain. I, I think it was in Spain. They were practicing together against each uh, other.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. It
0: was live on YouTube. So it was it was quite an interesting one to see on um, on how they compete against each other. And yeah, Tapia was playing I don't know, 50% of what he can. And I don't know how, how much Toledo was playing, but they have a history together. They were brought up together. So obviously they were competing against each other so they know what they expect of each other. And now I think at the moment, in my opinion, Tapia is the best player in the world. That's possibly my opinion. Uh, I don't know if, if, if that's a popular opinion, but I think what he can do, not a lot of other people can do. Coelho, he's stuck a little bit. I feel like he he needs to believe that like they were struggling in the last 32, weren't they? So they they had a really really tough match. And today they will have a really tough match again. And obviously now we're talking about obviously the first B1 of the year and then a major is coming up um and so far I felt LeBron was a little bit off pace. Your favorite, Sanyo and
1: Paquito, were absolutely horrific. Yeah. Did you watch that ga- that match? I did. I did. And I can say that I somehow expected it. Because first tournament of the season, Sanjo and Paquito were the last ones to come to Riyadh. That is something that I don't understand because Riyadh is an outdoor tournament with a lot of wind, if you have seen the tournament. Yes. Yeah. Different temperature, of course, compared to Spain. I mean, in Madrid, we are at 8 degrees, 10 degrees, uh, 12 maximum. And in Riyadh, they are at 25, something like that. So the ball flies in Riyadh. So, for example, Tello, Stupa, Dineno, they went to Riyadh on Friday, like four days before they start playing. Just to adapt, not to the not to the hour. I mean, because the time zone is almost similar; it's just two hours. Yeah, but to the conditions. I mean, it's the first tournament, man. Is you've been, for example, Sancho, you have been in Argentina until the eighth of February. So, in my opinion, he has been there so much time. I mean, too much, in my opinion, because other players from Argentina as well, like uh, like Stupa have come uh, to Madrid in 20th, something like that, of January to start the season, start training with his partner and so on. So I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen with Paquito and Sanyo. I I hope they can recover, come back from this situation and see what is going to happen in, in Doha. That is a major, that is a okay. point.
0: Yeah, I th- I think it, it's just the professionalism which which like Stupa has um, is not necessarily always the case with like Sanyo, um, and I'm not saying bad things about like he's a magician. We we spoke about him that like you know he can do everything. But I felt like last year as well when he uh, when he played with his um, cousin nephew. I never know what's nephew nephew. nephew. So. It, it was it was a it was a strange one as well because like they they actually had some good results so you know you, you you cannot take that away from them, but they never looked like a real threat to to win a tournament and they're so good with Paquito, but Paquito couldn't care less. I could just see the last few games. Um, they were 4-3 down and they actually had points to go 4-3 up with a break. They haven't converted. And then it was 5-3. All of a sudden, they just broke. I think Sanyo's serve was just broken to love or something. And then they just served it out, Esbri and Rico. And... Um, and it's just like shout out obviously massive shout out to them they're already in the quarter so so they are they're playing a great tournament and look for these guys like these younger guys who are like up and coming and and obviously want to make uh, a statement and and I do feel for Sanz and Koki because they they had a rough going because of what you what you mentioned the the ranking change as well because now they they're using the FIP instead of the WPT um Sanz was one of the like um you 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 mentioned you mentioned the the young kid as well, the really, really young kid uh yeah, yeah yeah, yeah so so they they were they they were really hard done by, but sons as a top player, he has been really, really on the back back end of this, okay, let's go back to back to the sponsorships because it's quite intriguing. um, I really like Wilson's um editions because I think Lucho Capra and uh, Javi Garrido and Younglas, we can talk about both of them, because obviously both of them are playing with new rackets. Uh, I want to pick your brain on luck as well. But first of all, let's talk about Javi Garrido. They just beat um, Momo and Chingoto yesterday, fairly convincingly. They were serving for it at 5-3 uh, up in the second. They couldn't convert, but they won it in a tie-break. Uh, tie it was... For me it was a really strange one because there was a lot of tension which I don't know what's the back story behind it you might be able to tell us but there was a lot of tension because they were having arguments literally from like 3 yeah. 3 to second set that's when we actually went there from the um uh, from the uh, LeBron and uh, Suns match um and we were just seeing that literally young gus was arguing with the with the um, umpire like all the way, Chingoto was, um, uh, like, there was no, I don't think there's VAR on court three, is there? No, no. So what? what's that all about? And and what's, so how come Javi, Garrido, and Youngguess straight away look like a contender? I know that you said that they're going to have a great year. I know you already predicted it, but I just want to see why you thought that, apart from the fact that you know these guys. But I want to know, what was the, the story behind this match? Why was that so much arguing, which is usually not really the case?
1: And what was the deal? Well, I saw the match similar than you, like after LeBron and Galán won against uh, Koki and Jonsanth. And what I saw is uh, the referee, like, saw something on Jangwa's serve and says, fault. And Jang was start claiming to the to the referee, and since then they lost the five three and five all six six tie break. But I don't think there were an argue between all them like all four players. Uh, it was more with the referee, okay. especially because you mentioned in the court three uh, one and two, except the central court, there are no VAR. So in my opinion, that is a problem. Because you only have the referee, and if he thinks something, that's it. The referee has the, the reason. No way. So I think that is the problem. And why I think uh, that Garrido and Janguas can make some good things this year is because for me, Janguas is crazy. I mean, he's such a good player. He's 1 meter 89 centimeters, super tall, But at the same time, he moves super nice and Garrido, he needs some projects. He needs a project that gives him the confidence to enjoy and to develop his game, because for example, last year, many people has forgotten this, but he started the season playing with Chingoto, and he made, I think, three or four quarterfinals before Paquito called Chingoto and they started uh, playing together. So. I think Garrido has that paddle, but he has not been able to show it to the to the audience, to, to the fans. So Garrido and Janguas, in my opinion, they can beat everyone, but at the same time, they can lose against everyone. So the match from yesterday, it was so interesting for me because it was between two new couples and Momo and Chingoto. If I have to define them without a word. Is defense is like they are a rock. They are not gonna miss a ball. But for example, Momo yesterday, they, he he missed some balls, some stupid, with respect, some stupid balls. So I don't know. I felt some sad uh, for Chingoto because I mean I, I I love him. He's such a good person as well as Momo and Garrido and Yanguas. But let's see what happens today, Dennis, because Coelho Tapia against Yanguas and Garrido in this type of court that is super fast, super interesting man. Because yeah. Garrido and Janguas can smash from everywhere on the court and Tapian Coelho obviously. They can do it. That's it what. was
0: it was quite interesting because I obviously I was watching Garrido last year as well, but he had a lot of those smashes, what like Stupa has. Like he he jumps up in the air, really goes for it. And these are really fast conditions. We can see all these smashes from the back wall. They're traveling back to literally almost the other back wall. Like um, uh, I, I felt like LeBron was struggling with his smashes. First, he couldn't really adjust his lobs, which were not as good. But in the second set, end of the second set, I felt like LeBron became this invincible rock, as you described the defense of, of uh, Momo and Chingotto. And you could see the level or at least the speed of these two matches because Koki and Sons they are really attacking as well, aren't they? Same for Galan and LeBron. And then to go to a match where... Momo and Chingotto will be getting everything back. And you can see that only Garrido is this natural attacker. Because Yanguas, he has great hand skills. He has massive smashes. We can talk about all that. But he is a right-hand player. So Mm -hmm. with that in mind, he rather... Puts the the balls into nice places rather than actually like you know going for that sort of crazy flamboyant uh, stupa type of, uh you know you you jump up three meters high and then you smash the hell out of a ball so so it was great to see tell me about look because I, I I know that it's it's connected to Adidas but it looks a really interesting racket have you actually
1: now touched the look have you played with the look not play I just touch it literally touch it but not play it. And um, as you mentioned, Log belongs to All4Paddle. All4Paddle is, com- is a Spanish company that uh, has bought the license to Adidas to produce some paddle brackets and be able to put the Adidas logo on it and sell it like Adidas. But it's not Adidas itself. It's a Spanish company, that what I just said. So Log is the new brand that All4Paddle has created something that it was quite difficult to understand for me was like, have Adidas allowed you to do this? Because I mean, it can like reduce their sales, yeah. no? Yeah. But yeah. they they told me that, no, they allow us to do it without any problem. So the goal and the target of Log is the gen set. I mean, the alphas or whatever nowadays are, then the young paddle players that's the focus. And if you go to their Instagram account, for example, you can see the difference between Locke and Bull Paddle or Locke and Wilson, especially because the, all the content, all the you feel it, and especially if you think, for example, about Janguas, Janguas can fit in any other brand, of obviously, but he fits so well in this strategy because he's young, he's brave, he's I mean, bold. He has what in Spain we say, like, la gracia, that he has some, you know, some, magi- some magic. Yeah, grace, the, and... the,
0: gra- the, the same thing. Grace is yeah. it's like that in English. So yeah, yeah, I know I get it.
1: Now so that's, Loc- that's all my Spanish, what you can now hear, that I can sort of translate <laughs> something. It's true. <laughs> It's really true. So, Locke has just started one week ago, selling the rackets. I mean Yangwa's racket is about three hundred euros. Exactly. So, uh, I think two nine nine. I just checked it last time. Yeah, it's two nine nine. So it's not cheap. But let's see how the, the public house let's see how the fans adapt it. They 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 absolutely look look. Um, they absolutely have a really
0: good mindset, and I think it will be something which which is uh, which is going to work out. And and uh, lastly, two things because I know that we're running out of time, and I don't want you to be late for your next meeting. We so, have 10 more minutes, Denise. No okay, worries. Okay, brilliant. Okay, then we we can still carry on. So basically, what I wanted to ask you: Were you surprised that Bear Gonzalez
1: went with Will Paddle? Not surprised because I knew. Uh, that he she wanted to leave because all the Starbucks problems that I told you, and I knew she had some offers from Bull Paddle from other brands, and at the end Bull Paddle uh, they have a really good strategy in my opinion. They pay a standard fixed amount of money, but the variable amount of money is super high compared to other brands' offers. So for example, Paquito makes an average standard uh, fixed money but he's variable he makes so much money from that so I mean Bullpaddle bets on players I think the, the the top brand that makes more money and, and put more money on the table for players are Bullpaddle is Bullpaddle so and and it makes sense no? that Delphi is, bull, is with Bullpaddle so Bea if she needs to change the brand why not why not Bullpaddle no
0: Will they be world number one this year?
1: No. I reckon don't think not. So. Okay. I don't think so because they're
0: theoretic, in- aren't they? That they
1: can they can literally play like gods, but they can fall apart. Yes. And if you analyze Ari and Paula and Bea and Delphi, that in my opinion are the two couples that are gonna fight for the number one, Ari is more complete than Bea. It is true that Bea is super aggressive, but she f- miss so many shots that Ari doesn't do it. So, And if you then compare Paula and Delphi, Paula is a lefty player, so she can make the difference. And in my opinion, that is the thing that the balance uh, is unbalanced for, for them. So if Ari and Paula still plays like the, the previous year, No doubt. They are going to be number ones. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Tell me about Gemma. Why did she decide to leave Martita? It was quite funny because, I mean, they played the Exagon Cup, the tournament that were in in Madrid, uh, representing the Rafa Nadal Academy. And I think they lost the two matches they played in the tournament. I am not sure. But after that, exhibition tournament because it was an exhibition tournament, it wasn't official. She decided to to split up with Martita and called Alejandra Alejandra, no? I don't know. I I, I forget with which player she's gonna play, um, but I think it's it's Alejandra. Yeah que... We just had a bit of an electrical
0: uh, failure at Pablo's house, but now we are back on. So you you were telling me about Gemma that that she decided after Hexagon Cup that that yep. was that was enough for her. That they are doing pretty well in in Riyadh though.
1: Yeah, but this is something that usually happens because when you like forget about the project with your partner, when you lose that uh, pressure, you start playing better. Uh, I don't know if you re- if you remember mm, when Paquito and Dineno decided to split weight, to split up ways and they won in Santander without even losing a set yeah. and winning over uh, Lebron and Galán, uh, Coelho, Vela. I, I don't remember which other couples, yeah. but it was something crazy. Yeah. So in my opinion, this tournament could be the tournament for Martita and Gemma for that reason. They don't have anything to lose. They are going to start the next week, actually, uh, playing with their new partners. So wait, why not? Who is Martita playing with? Uh, Vero Virceda. Veronica Virceda. She used to play with Claudia Jensen last year for a half of the season, something like that. And now she's playing with Aranza Osoro, mm. I guess. Something yeah,
0: that. It's, it's quite hard on, on Aranza, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if Martita calls, then, then you, you better answer. I think that's yeah. uh, she. She might be. I mean, you know, she's she's usually a lot of people's favorite player because she she's uh, you know she looks like uh, she's she's the the girl from next door. She just looks so <laughs> lovely. I know that you have a great relationship with her, so that's why uh, that's why I'm saying that that she looks absolutely uh, you know like a great person. Uh, she looks always smiling. She has a great game style. She's cute. And you know we can we can go on and on about how how good that is, but but yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, and I know that now we we left a few minutes because of the power outage, so I don't want to be long. I wanted to ask you about if you're gonna to come to the Malaga Paddle Summit in
1: May. Probably not, because if I'm not wrong, are the same dates than the Argentina Premier Paddle, so I'm willing to go to Argentina. Uh, compared to Malaga, I mean, hopefully, if I have the chance, I will go to Bella's birthday in Peguajo and then to Mar del Plata to see the first time in Argentina. So I'm, oh, I can, yeah. I, I want to do it. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, you, I, you better, you better uh, try the snake, uh, the s- snakes, don't, don't eat snakes, steaks. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Try the steaks, not the snakes. I don't know how snakes taste. Apparently not too bad. I've heard
1: we've got to see in Thailand because they're probably eat snakes and rats and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, they like that, don't they? <laughs> Pablo, uh, last question before I
0: let you go. And we're oh, going to okay. do this again because I know that it's it's usually quite hard to, to get you on the line. But I always appreciate it when you're free for me. How's your pedal going? Are you going to
1: play some FIP tournaments this year? <laughs> no no I I hope but no no obviously no I'm training it is true that I have some elbow pain like Lebron so I'm more or less like Lebron right now but obviously no uh, but Dennis and I can confirm you this we are going to sign with Knox and I don't know if you know it, that Knox has the NFA house that means Knox Future Academy that is a a regular house, and where Augsburger, Livac, and other players lives, and they live there. They train in a paddle club, and but they take class, they take lessons of English or everything in, on the house. So my idea is to spend a week or something like that, living in the house with the guys, training with them. I mean, not with them, obviously, but following the same methodology that they follow and see where in a week I can get in my yeah. paddle level. So let's see, let's see. Let's, I let's, uh, 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 what I
0: will ask you to do is to teach them a lot of English because I, I love to chat to you. And I asked you to to get uh, Martita, Mike or Paquito on the pod. And I know that you're working on it. So there's there's obviously no grudges held there. They carry on.
1: But Denise, You should ask Ramiro Choya about coming to the podcast because you probably have seen it, but they have opened the Paquito Navarro Academy, both Paquito and Ramiro, that is his coach, and their goal is to internationalize uh, Padel, and their first language is English, so… Yeah, please, please to-
0: say a few a few nice words about me, and I, I will definitely reach out when I can. I'm I'm more than happy for that, and and uh, I might be uh, I might be involved in some sort of uh, capacity in the Paddle Summit in in Malaga, so I cannot wait. Shout out to uh, Philip Pereira. Um, he's an absolutely blast of a guy and he's going to come on the podcast. I think I will uh, I will uh, post this today, what we are speaking about now, uh, because obviously uh, Riyadh is now happening and it would be quite interesting to get some insights. But. Pablo, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for for making yourself available. I know it was just a really quick one this time, but we have to catch up soon. I uh, will keep pastoring you on WhatsApp. So please take a look at your WhatsApp from time to time. And we'll, we're just going to carry on and uh, have a great time in Doha.
1: How can I say thank you in Hungarian?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kusunam. Kusunam. That's the one and I you've got, like that, right? uh Budapest behind me and we spoke about it that we have to meet up if it's going to be Bristol if it's going to be Budapest if it's going to be Doha or Malaga it will be one of those places but it can be Madrid you you name the place i'll just fly, fly there thank you pablo it was great to see you thank you, you then man. <laughs>